Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for this thrift adventure. Hello. Welcome to the anniversary episode. It's my birthday. That means it's your birthday too. And this happens to be one of my favorite birthday songs. So let's jump right in and do the record review. The name of this song is Unhappy Birthday, and it is on the B side of the record Strange Ways Here We Come which was released in 1987 when I was 17 angry years old. And incidentally, this is considered the last album released by the Smiths before they broke up. So no wonder I was angry, right? My favorite band broke up. Sad, sad, sad. When I would go to birthday parties, I would sing this song in my head, mostly silently. Sometimes not. Harsh, am I right? Oh my god, but 17, perfection. Anywho, five nagels. If you see it in the thrifting wild, you best get it or you'll be sorry. Any Smith's record, ever, ever, ever buy it. And you know what? I'd probably say pay up for it. Yes, I got this one for 99 cents. Amazing thrift haul. We're going to discuss it in the round table. What is this round table I speak of? Well, I have a treat for you. Look, we can't just have no ordinary episode on our one-year anniversary and the season finale of season three of Thrift Therapy. No way. That's not how we do things around here, right? Because I'm so extra. But look, it's going to be a blast. I decided to have some guests come back on and do a multi-person thrift chat session. We're going to talk about the psychology of thrift. We're going to talk about our favorite finds of the past year. We're going to discuss things that we have no business discussing, like movies and music and all kinds of things that we just don't know that much about, but that we think we're experts on. So the guests that I have back are the always hilarious Reed Mastersmiths of Reed Mastersmiths Gets Metal and the Irrationally Exuberant Podcast. Always fabulous Sammy D of Sammy D TV and Thrift Babes. And the glorious, inspiring reseller Crystal Yeager of Go Plethora on Poshmark and Instagram. What fun we had chatting it up. You guys are going to laugh too, I think. Before we do, I want to say thank you to everyone who is writing reviews and subscribing and listening because it's helping my ratings go up and more people find me. And you know what? That'd be a great birthday gift is if you could go write a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. So welcome to my new thrift bag subscribers. Hi, Becky. Super excited to shop for you. And thanks, Adele, for returning for another one-off subscription. 
I've added you to my shopping list and bags are going out Monday or Tuesday of next week. If you want to get a thrift bag, just hop over to thrifttherapypod.com, fill out the survey and pay for a one-time bag via PayPal, or you can be a subscriber where I send it to you every month over on Patreon. All these things keep the podcast running and give me things to do in my spare time to keep me busy and happily thrifting away. I want to say that I couldn't have made it this far in this podcast without each and every one of you. Every time you interact with me on social media or you leave comments on the episodes or in the Facebook group, I just feel like it makes it all worth it that I am interacting with you. I have friends around the world now and... um not that I didn't have friends before. That sounded kind of weird, right? Like, I did have friends around the world before. I love y'all. Sorry, wasn't dissing you. But, you know, I have new friends around the world. And uh, I look forward to continuing this journey and growing the podcast and maybe even touring someday to a city near you. If you would like that to happen, be sure and email me events that are coming up in your city that you think I'd be a good fit for at thrifttherapypod at gmail.com. All right, are you guys ready to get to this amazing episode interview set? I don't even know what to call it. I'm just going to call it a chat fest. Here we go. Without further ado, here are my podcast friends, Reed, Crystal, and Sammy. Hello. Hello, Reed. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Hey, Crystal. Hello. How are you? Yay. I'm good. How's it going? Going very well. Awesome. We're waiting for the rest to join, so we'll give them a second here. So what have you been up to, you guys, either? I just got home from the circus. The circus? And I live with the circus. So. <laughs> I'm like an activist against circus. I mean, so, but <laughs> hey, Sammy. Hey, hey, everyone. Hey, what's going Hello. on? Hello. Hi. Nice to meet both of you. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Where Where are you based? I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh my god! Like my dream state. Seriously. Well, it's just one of those places I might never get to this lifetime, oh, yeah. so it needs to be on I, my bucket list. Here, I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it has good thrifting, then it's absolutely on my list, so you'll the, have to share more. The thrifting's solid, um, and there are, you know, I think probably a lot of thrift stores per capita. Nice. Yeah. And then you, and then you can, like, hop in your car and explore God's country and have that... <laughs> A trip and stump, right, right. Stumble onto a thrift store you've never yeah, seen. Yeah, hey, little okay. a little lady runs it. She doesn't know what she's selling. Right. Is, is it kind of like that? Those are the good ones. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I occasionally dreams. make a road trip to Valley City, which is tiny but has one store that yeah they never know what they have. And it's gold. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Do you ever find dead bodies on these thrift adventures? <laughs> I've never found a dead body. No. It that's just what I think of when I think of Fargo. Oh dead right. Bodies. Okay, I got you because of the movie. Right. Alcoholism is through the roof. <laughs> through 
the roof. It's so basically, wild. it's like Alaska. Yeah, kind of. Kind or of. Or Iceland. I think Iceland is probably um, economically better. Ah. Right? Is Iceland nice? I think it probably is. All I know of Iceland is Bjork and Sigur Rós. So <laughs> I just imagine like a fantasy land. Uh, so pop culture just makes us dumb. That's what we're really saying here. <laughs> right. I, just, I did the same thing with uh, Fargo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, what I know about Iceland other than those things is that they have a really high suicide rate and that mm. there was an epidemic of suicides among teenagers, um, uh, like, over the past 10 years. So there's been a lot of research on that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking hmm. about. Maybe I dreamt that, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. It's possible. They should, I'm pretty sure I did. They should listen to more Bjork. <laughs> I feel like that would help. <laughs> maybe it would. Or maybe they're like, fuck that bitch. She yeah, doesn't represent Iceland. You know? I, I guess <laughs> if all you ever had on the radio was Bjork, it could really fuck you up. It could. It yeah. could. <laughs> Although I personally love Bjork, but I'm sure oh, me it's too. like, you know, I it's saw, like, go ahead. I, I saw her play in Chicago at an outdoor thing one time, and um, she had a huge, like, Tesla coil behind her, and there was also a lightning storm happening, and after every song, she said, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't been to a concert in such a long time. Just Mm -hmm. thinking of that. When's the last time you guys went to a concert? I saw one tonight. Great. I know I'm so social this weekend. I don't you know. are. Fargo is the place. I guess we should take all go me there. <laughs> well, it's not, I'm. <laughs> we have like this crazy metal scene, and I'm doing this metal podcast now. Oh yes, where I try to get into metal, even though I mostly like Bjork. <laughs> 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 um, What's it called? It's called Reed Messerschmitt gets metal. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I have down. like a a super metal co-host. And he's trying to, you know, teach me the ways. So I'm going to I'm going to a metal show tonight. Yeah. Are you, are you wearing earplugs like constantly? No. No, you're gonna be no. deaf in like three years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not good. He's not yeah. protecting you. I might have to email him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I maybe should. They usually like yeah. have them sitting out. But I have them. Oh right. They're like on the speakers. You're like, if you're standing here, put these on. <laughs> right. Don't wow. be dumb. Wow. <laughs> the last concert I went to was a couple of years ago. We went and saw Sticks, and I want to see them again. They're so awesome. Sticks? Yes. I saw them years ago. They're so awesome still in concert. I love it. They're just, they're very, very good. I do like Sticks. I do not, but I do remember <laughs> when they were popular. I do remember when they were popular. Like, I totally do. Oh, the last concert I went to, I, shit, I actually can't remember. Well, I think the one that the last one I remember is I went to see M. Ward when he was in Green, Texas, mm, yeah. which was fucking fantastic. I had the best time. Maybe that's why I remember it. But I think I went to... Oh, I went to see my friend Christabel play after that. So maybe that was the last time I went to a concert. She played in San Antonio somewhere. Oh, it was a terrible venue. I won't say it. 
just in case. <laughs> but yeah, it was not good. But she was amazing. Well, oh, but I did go see Dita Von Teese. I don't think it counts as a concert, but it was pretty awesome mm, performance. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, it was. It was a Valentine's Day, too. So double I to, good. I went to uh, Cannibal Corpse last month. So that was my big. Oh, damn. Okay. They've been around a while. They've been around forever. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think the heaviest music that I've ever really liked is probably like a Gwar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Gwar just retweeted me yesterday. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> Who else? Oh, well, when I was a teenager, I don't think this counts as heavy metal now, but it did then. It was like ACDC, Metallica. Yeah. Pan uh, Pantera was later. That was in the 90s, but back in the 80s, maybe also like Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. Who else Ooh, did I? I would love to see Priest. I felt like a fucking sinner on the swing set with my head, my little transistor fucking radio <laughs> listening to my heavy fucking metal. And I was like, oh, wait a hell. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know, what am I, like 12? You know, <laughs> I'm 12 and I'm going straight to hell in the church parking lot. It's the yeah. best. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you like, you like listen to that today and you're like, this is so corny. I still love it, girl. Like, so throw down. I know. But like, I listen but to it like, there's it's, this. Yeah, it's not yeah. as harsh as you were thinking you were. At yes. Now you look back at and you go. I, come on, highway to hell. That's not even a horrible thing to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, not. you know, it's like um. Well, okay, what is it? It's a. Uh, you wouldn't burn a record over it now. Right. Like parents would be like, whatever, <laughs> that one's fine. What would they burn now? What records would our parents burn now? I don't know. Is anybody burning anything these days? No, I mean, I'm sure they do. It's all digital. Like, you can't burn digital. Well, maybe they yeah. lock you in your room and get like a priest in there or something. What do people do that they're scared of now? Well, let's just pretend they would still be burning it. What okay. records yeah. would they burn? It would be some rap music with a lot rap, of yeah. F yeah, it'd be rap. N word and stuff like mm -hmm. that. They would be like, no. There are that's some... not inclusive. Right, like, so that is that's not, not inclusive. We're burning that. <laughs> <laughs> there are some terrifying pockets of the metal community that I'm discovering. Okay. Um, there are uh, more Nazis than you would uh, hope. Oh, yeah. Let's burn um, that shit. Yeah. yeah so sure. it's, like, it's called National Socialist Black Metal. And, oh, no. Uh, it's, what? It's repulsive. Mm -mm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, did you guys, anybody see the movie Green Room? No. Oh, I want to. Very good. And it's about that. It's about that topic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I should check that out. That yeah. Sure. It's, it's totally awesome. Scary movie. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I don't think I listen to anything that my parents would burn that is it hasn't already been burned. Well, you know, think of all the vinyl we've saved by making our musical landscape more intense. Definitely. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew cultural change was protecting vinyl? I didn't. That's good. It's good to know. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, the reason I got us all together here was because April marks the one-year anniversary of thrift therapy. What? And I just wanted to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Way to go, Luffy. Yes. I'm surprised that I was able to keep it up for a whole year just because I'm so goddamn busy. But it's fun enough that I just somehow am inventing more hours in the day. Like, Isn't it funny how when you start a podcast, you think, oh, I'm going to record like this radio show. 
and then there are all these other things that you couldn't have imagined that go along with it. Yes, yes. And and I think that uh, YouTubers have the same experience. Right. Like, they think they're we just... Do. Right? Tell us, Sammy, what are the things? Well, be prepared for 10 hours staring at your computer screen. (laughs) Yes. Uh And if you don't save, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Been there. Um, And um, you have to look at your face over and over again. And you come to hate your imperfections. (laughs) No, you just come to know your imperfections and how you smile. And then that line appears and that vein pops on the left side of your face. Oh, my God. Kind of like that. So young, um, cute. Just, oh, I know, but like, I'm like a hundred million years old compared to you. I don't want to hear about your life. I'm a Pisces. I've lived longer. Um, so, what's the future, Crystal? What's the future version of that? Just so Sammy gets ready. Oh, so here's the future of it. Really, what happens about age forty-ish? Uh-huh. Start to go. Uh, that is not an imperfection. That is a freaking scar from the, you know, wars I fought. And I'm right. <laughs> Fuck buddy who doesn't like the way I look. <laughs> yeah, you have to reframe yeah. it. You have to reframe it. You have to be like, culture's bad. Not my face. That's my face right. is amazing. <laughs> That's right. You, you just start to not care. You, you go, I, I have to. You know, deal with what I love about myself, not not what I don't like about myself. And you know what? I'm really going to accent my eyes today. I like my eyes. <laughs> That's good. I like. I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it is kind of cool. But I think um, that only happens if you're like a really strong person. There, everyone mm. else just slowly dies inside. <laughs> <It's> probably, <laughs> probably, way to way to speak the truth well, therapist. it's tough i mean it's hard out here for an aging person it is it's hard so, out here for everybody that's especially, true especially when you're so young inside it's like your shell doesn't match you know yeah and you're like i know that i'm in my you know 50s but i really feel like i'm in my 20s so mm-hmm. sorry that's why you thrift keeps you young I think so for me because I feel like I can better match what's going on inside, which basically means my inside is a chaotic, smelly, unorganized mess that nobody wants. <laughs> but Ending a 99 cents. But there's treasures in there. There's there are treasures, treasures, right. Yes, treasures. And creativity. That's a beautiful metaphor. It is kind of. I'm glad you brought it up. Do you guys um, have any sort of insights? Because you know this podcast is about the psychology of thrift, and I always manage to make people cry and think about their their process. I mean, what are some of the things that you guys think? Like, what are your perceptions of how thrifting reflects our psychologies? Heavy. I know. I'm like that. Sorry, not sorry. So deep. I mean, I I just find myself thrift stores that I've been in, in like, I've been in them a million times, you know? And it's gotten to the point where I've already gotten so many things that I don't know what I'm looking for. What am I looking for? That's revealing. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, don't need anything, but what am I still looking for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Represents life. Yeah. And that great U2 song, I can't find what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Strike the word great and insert the <laughs> word relevant. 
Agreed. Agreed. Hashtag Hi, music snob. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Thrifters also are just a lot less materialistic because we realize how everything is replaceable. There, yes. Um, I, I mean, personally, I think that even sentimental things as I've gotten older, I realize if something happens and let's say I break that bowl that was my mom's, I have seen it a million times. I will buy another one and I will mm-hmm. be like, this is just like the bowl my mom used to have. And to me, it's still my mom's because I know that she had one just like it that I broke. So I become less, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel that things are things and not, I don't have such an attachment to things. Wow. I love it. It suggests to me that you really understand the meaninglessness of existence. Right. And that you are the owner of all the meaning. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Wow. wow. You're so deep. That is deep. You know, so, sometimes I'm, I'm find myself in like the used book. The book section of a thrift store? Fuck. Yeah, there are all these, like, discarded books. And each one of those books was somebody's, like, life work. And they put everything they had into it. And then there are just so many of them. And so many of them are, like, forgotten. Kind of bums me out sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. imagine all the people who have read that specific book before you got there, too. Like, you know, or whose life it may have touched or changed or what have you. Ooh, that's very meta. It's like, it's not just about the person who made it. It's about the continuous impact of making a contribution to the sort of sociological wasteland that we all share. You know, it's just like, here, here's my soul, do something with it. And then you just, (laughs) that's it, you know, but it has some kind of impact. It, Maybe that is the purpose. There's not anything else. We don't have to make it more exciting than that. It's just throw something in there and it just has a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Well, you make something and then it's released into the world and it's no longer yours. Yeah. You know, so it can have like this crazy journey and, you know, that you're never, ever going to know about. And so when I go thrifting, I kind of, I guess... I guess you're right, Crystal. It's sort of like I feel that way. I feel connected to the world that existed before me, before I walked in that store. And it's like some kind of – I've been watching this show called OA. and Love okay, it. Shout out to O-fucking-A. That is a good show. And it, I, I love this idea of interdimensionality where there's different um, – different possible worlds in which we're all living an alternate existence. And somehow these have imprints on each other. And I think, okay, if I walk into this thrift store, that's probably my best moment of interacting with that idea of all Mm. of the different intersections of a person's existence. And, and they talk about objects in the show, OA buildings as these portals for where, where dimensions collide is in buildings. And I was thinking when I was watching it, I think where dimensions collide is in things. And the, that's their only, maybe that's their only real inherent value is that they're conduits. Like you were saying, Crystal, they're not the creators of the meaning, but maybe they're conduits of the meaning. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. the other thing I've been thinking about recently too is how much people who thrift 
And um, I think that we have, uh, even though it might not always be the exact same, I think that we look at death different than most people do. Like, I don't, I just think we think of it on a different level because there are so many times like I would go to an estate sale and I would see people who don't, you know, thrift or go to estate sales regularly be like it's so sad all their things and people are just rifling through them and in my mind it's not a sad thing if if I die I want y'all to rifle through my stuff because I feel like the thrifters and resellers like we help bring pass those things on to somebody else who will love it as much as I did that's hilarious. I mean, I know it doesn't sound hilarious, but it was hilarious in my head because I immediately thought of my will, which part of my will is I have these, I want these envelopes of color stickers, you know, the ones that's like a tag sale, you put different color and it says like this percentage off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I want that and I'm going to send a different color to all of my friends and family. And then instead of a funeral, I want a big fucking free for all where everybody walks in the house with their color sticker and then they have to fight for like. <laughs> that like, which that's twisted. That's oh, twisted. Please put me in your will. I want fluorescent pink stickers. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah. wouldn't that be like just imagine, just in case I'm having like a Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn moment, or there is some kind of afterlife. I mean, what would be more entertaining than that? Right. Oh my goodness. Nothing. And you could get like, you know, a show and a book deal and celebrity status post From death. From death. Just because you wrote it in your will. Spoken like a true influencer. We should just talk about all of us doing a a reality TV show together now where we go out and do this for people. And the four of us will be the people who set it up your your loved one died we're gonna do the estate sale for you but there's not a sale we're gonna you know give all these stickers out to your loved one <laughs> and we're gonna let them fight over shit and that will be the whole show <laughs> it would that would be pretty hilarious and and it people would probably it, you know what it would be like it would be like big brother We'd have, yeah, we'd have to like do it overnight. Like they have to spin the night. <laughs> yes. And, and there is a chance you could get kicked out of the people. Who the- <laughs> I mean, oh you, could, you could cause discord by like whispering in somebody's ear that maybe they deserve, you know, the, the, the statue more than somebody else does or that it should be more meaningful to them. Oh, yeah. And then, like, one of the people comes up and goes, I always wanted grandma's necklace. Oh, you did? You wanted that necklace? Well, guess what? Tracy has her eyes on it. Right? It's like, you didn't want it bad enough to be here at 6 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. And then we could have games that they have to play to fight over it, like, you know, um, Chubby Bunny, where you put the marshmallows in your mouth and have to say Chubby Bunny or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Game of Thrones style. Yeah, doling (laughs) over (laughs) over the vintage collection. Yeah, find me out. Like okay, they have to play a game of Scrabble. Oh yeah, for it. It's like four hours (laughs) until they get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, I mean, Sammy, you were going to do a, a TV thrifting show at one time. Is that correct? Yeah, it was, uh, it was for Oxygen, which has quality programming. Um, aka like the, the bad girls club and I'm trying oh, yeah. to think of another show. Um, so yeah, it was, it was thrift wars, but we just, we didn't fight enough. Uh, we were supposed to be bitches in the store, like pulling oh. things from the other girl and like jumping into the bins and swimming in the bins and like just being really kind of like, how do I say this? Like ratchet about it. Um, yeah. yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't even a word in 2010, but really should, just, they should have just been like thrift wars, ratchet girls thrifting for a resale. Um, I, so I suppose this we, is why all those shows are so acted. They are. Yes. We were, so we acted. were, we auditioned for storage wars a long time ago. And that was the problem too, was that Doug and I don't fight constantly because we actually don't fight constantly isn't that weird we've been married 20 something years you think i'm gonna be married to him if i fight all the time with him well maybe Amen. just the pitch was too antagonistic because thrift war implies war maybe it should be like thrift peace well thrift peace thrift peace i have a tv show that someone's pitching called dead man's closet oh i love it yeah it's yeah, the estate sale thing. Yeah. So listen, listen. Um, okay. So I'm just going to use my, my own mother because I don't want to wish anyone's mother dead here. My, my mom passes away. Oh my God. I'm like devastated. Right. I'm, I'm not yeah. a thrifter. I'm just, I'm just a commoner. Devastated. <laughs> She's wealthy. She lives on Long Island. She had a fabulous, you know, dress collection, whatever, antique furniture, like, you know, the, vintage Porsche. Okay. And I come in, right. And I come in with my psychic who connects with the dead and the psychic connects with my mom so that I know that it's okay to sell when I'm selling. Oh my God. I mean, you lost me at psychic, but then you got me back in manipulation. Did you get it? So like, it's a show about the afterlife, but like me as a commoner, I'm like, I need the money. Like my brother's fighting me. He needs the money. Like there's just so many elements of family drama that you can like, you know, intertwine into I a story really about. I love this. Uh, Dead man's closet. One of the things I do is I buy out estate sales of all their clothes, shoes, and accessories. That's what I do. Right. And so when we're driving down the street sometimes and there's like a little old man driving really slow in front of Doug, he'll say, <laughs> he'll go, <laughs> I'm going to buy your clothes tomorrow. <laughs> Best insult ever. That's amazing. That's so I like Dead Man's Closet. That, that, that's just, I need to actually have a tattoo that says, <laughs> I have a Dead right. Man's Closet. I don't know. I need something. Yeah. That's, that's all good. the tattoos that say Dead Man's Closet. Yeah. Will, will, the psychic, will the psychic pop in every once in a while and say, <laughs> No, not that shirt. She doesn't want you to get rid of that shirt. She wants you to give that to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All the Chanel Most goes likely. in that pile, well, right? So here's here's the thing about TV, which we all know, but like, you know, it's about trends. So basically like having conversations with, with the dead, it's a trend right now. So there's a show called, I think it's like Long Island Psychic. Yeah. Um, and it's incredibly famous right now. So like, that's what they're trying to pitch right now, currently in TV or, you know, Amazon or, or I mean, like prime or, um, I, I forget all the other networks, Netflix. 
Hulu. Hulu, exactly. My favorite so, one of those, my favorite one of that genre right now is the one with Ricky Gervais called Afterlife. Oh my God. Love I haven't it. seen that one. Hilarious. He, okay, so Ricky Gervais is, is an atheist and he is not yes. having any uh, afterlife discussion, but his wife dies at the very beginning. I mean, she's already dead by the time the show starts. And he is in deep grief and he just starts being like a transparent, narcissistic, tell it like it is, do not fuck with me asshole. And he's really good at it. So it's really hilarious. But last night we were binge watching it with a friend of mine here. And my husband said to me, he said, you see all this stuff? And he just pointed at all the stuff that I've thrifted. And he said, when you're dead, this is all going. And I got really like, like, what the fuck? And he said, yeah, just imagine like walking around this house. Everything in here reminds me of you. Oh, Everything in here is you. You are each Aww. one of these items. And then I said, that's not going to happen. You're going to cry at the thought of letting go of every single thing. And you're probably going to take a bath in all my shoes. You'll be walking you know? around wearing your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying my parasol, putting all my that's, shoes in the bathtub and that's sitting a show. in it. I know. It's like, oh my God. He's my not. wife's clothing. My my wife's gone. <laughs> my dead wife. My dead wife. <laughs> I can't you let go. <laughs> and you're not getting any stickers. No stickers. No stickers. I think you should put in your will that he has to become kind of a shut-in and just live in a nest of all your shit. You know, the funny thing is I don't even have to put it in my will that he's going to be a shut-in because that's what he wants to do. Right, he's just yeah. like, hurry up and die so I never have to talk to anyone again. <laughs> uh, but I probably would have to put in my will – Everything left over after the dot extravaganza, you can't get rid of. You have to die with it. Yeah, that's probably what I should do. I should put that in my will. It's like my last way of making sure that he has stuff. Because he's like – I remember when I met him, he was like a very aesthetic – oh, no, that's not the word. Very uh, austere. What's what's the word when you like don't want stuff? Minimalist? No, that's a different word. Um – Frugal? No. Read. What is the I, word? I, 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 I'm trying over here. I'm, I'm you trying. know, it starts with an A, stuff. and you don't want stuff, and you're very whatever that Aesthete. is. Huh? Right? What is it? Aesthetic? Is that what it is? Maybe. Yes. It's something like that, where you just extreme. You're like yeah. a no stuff. You're austere. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Who cares? Why aren't you even talking about that? Um, I'll probably cut all that out, so it doesn't matter. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's like that. I mean, he had a mattress on the floor, a television that was green. Like, you turn it on and everything's green. I don't know. Bread. And bread. I'm going to contradict everything we said earlier about releasing all your things into the world. And I've decided just on the spot here that I want to be buried with all my stuff. Like like an Egyptian pharaoh. Oh, it's it's going to be called the Reed Landfill. Yeah, yeah, right. Just dump me in a hole with all my things. <laughs> it's a landfill. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? It's a reed fill. Right. It's a reed fill. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to dig me up in a thousand years. And they're going to be like, man, that was a weird fucking culture, whatever it yeah. was. Oh, you, maybe you should have a pyramid. You should get started on that. That's a cr- great idea. 
I know. Yeah. I'm good for that. So you're going to start building a pyramid in your backyard mm-hmm. and your wife's mm-hmm. going to be like, you can't listen to that podcast anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more 13 podcasts for yeah. you. I love them. Why do we have so I many cinder them. blocks all of a sudden? I know. You know oh, no. uh-uh. I do not allow you to build a pyramid out of cinder blocks. No, no, no. <laughs> Too ugly. Too ugly. <sighs> People try to make cinder blocks cute, but they fail every time. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. get on Pinterest if you need proof. <laughs> yeah, bad. No, cinder blocks are cinder blocks. That's what they are. So, okay. let's see. Have you guys had any amazing thrifts this past year? Like any weird stories? Any thrift god miracles? Tell me your thrift. Um, <sighs> I walked in on two guys uh, uh, having sex in the bathroom of a good one. <gasps> That is some serious <gasps> goodwill. Like anything I can say, that will be that's fantastic. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, like early Sunday afternoon because we have these dumb uh, blue laws in North Dakota where I live, where oh, nothing yeah. can open before noon on a Sunday. Um, so it wasn't say until what? Two, yeah, right. So everybody can go to church. Right? It's dumb. We have them in Texas too. Yeah, we actually they they're going away in August, so it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it was like noon on a Sunday and I, I, I stepped into the bathroom of a Goodwill and, um, there were just, yeah, two guys right there. Just, did um, you say you like, a use a afternoon. condom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, just like, like, I didn't say anything. I just, you know, tip my, my hat and backed away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I mean, well, you I, know, I mean, I, I didn't want to interrupt anything. Keep love alive, you know, like yeah. do what you got to do. Life. Man, it's a, it's a, it's a. The urge, if you get the urge at a Goodwill on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, then go for it, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, that's the best one. That's, that, that wins. <laughs> that wins. Uh, we're not, I'm not even going to compete for that, okay? Yeah. But it does make me think of that song, Afternoon Delight. Right. Yeah, yeah, me too. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea that it was inspired by thrifting. So there maybe right. they were like, what could they have seen like, in the store that made them want to fuck? Like that's what's what I was the thinking. You know, one of them put one of them saw some really cute jeans. He tried it on the other there one was like, You are too fucking hot in those jeans. That's what I was thinking. I need too. to take you right now in that in that bathroom. I hope yeah. they bought the jeans. I hope they did, because um, otherwise somebody else is going to get some messy jeans. Correct. I'm just real with you. <laughs> now, look, I mean, who hasn't had the experience of, ew, yeah. what is that? <laughs> yeah. It's crusty yep. looking. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Seen it. I mean, now at least I'll think, oh, maybe this was a bathroom sex moment. That yeah. Instead of, like, ooh, gross, well, I'll be you like, could, huh. You could think to yourself, like, well, this hasn't had time to set, maybe. Um, you know, I, can probably, I can probably get it out. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Maybe it was they a scavenger. You know, when you check the pockets when you're drifting, they were yes. checking pockets, and one of them found a Viagra and was like, "Let's go freaking try it." Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very probable. Or a condom. Or mm-hmm. or both. Or, or both. both. Both together. <laughs> In a yeah. goodie bag. Right, there you go. <laughs> or maybe one of the employees, one of them was an employee that worked there. And this person had been coming into the store for a while and they were like, that that guy's hot. And they've been scoping him out. And finally they were like, hey. Yeah, yeah the customer was like, well, will you give me a discount? 
Yeah, purple takes 20% off. I want 50% off every time I come in here. <laughs> right. Well, that, that was good. Fun. That was good. Well, on, on another topic um, <laughs> related to love. Okay. I, I do thrift tours here in New York City and uh, had a group of wonderful women celebrating um, a wonderful woman's 40th birthday party because that's how they roll. They all go thrifting in New York City. Yes. And um, we get to the third store, um, which is uh, the first two stores are Salvation Armies, which are better in New York City than Goodwill. So, um, And no thrift stores in, in New York City have bathrooms, most likely because of what Reed just talked yeah, about. Yeah, 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 for sure. Moving on. Um, that or um, heroin. Okay, moving on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so one of one of the women I noticed struck a conversation with one of the uh, thrift store workers um, who is this handsome man from around the Ivory Coast, Africa. I don't know exactly where. Whatever, they were chatting, and I saw, like, an exchange of phone numbers, and I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it, or, like, I saw them, like, both with their phones out. I didn't realized that they were exchanging phone numbers and then a few weeks later she messages me on facebook and they're in a long distance relationship so she's she's in dc and he's in new york and she told me she said i'm so happy thank you so much i was like i I didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) that's like you guys struck it up in the 30 minutes that we had at, at, at that store. So, yeah. So, you know, just saving lives here. Yes. Yeah. That's As amazing. a thrifter, helping people have all types of love. You're doing God's work. <laughs> In all types all of, types of exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of gods, yeah. what about the thrift gods? Have you had any thrift miracles? <sighs> so many thrift miracles. Mm-hmm. Which one is your favorite of the past year? The past year. I got this parasol earlier oh. in the year mm. um, that was amazing find. It's like a an old school umbrella that you know it's a it's a parasol shape. It's kind of like pointy on the top and then curvy, and then it it hangs down around you a little bit. And it's brown, like seventies pattern. I mean, it's Ooh. fucking cute, you guys. Oh I'm gonna post God. a picture nice. of it. And so I'm walking through the thrift store, just doing things. You know how you do. You just kind of, you're waiting to be like magnetically pulled to some shelf or rack or something. And I turn the corner at the end of this rack and there's never anything interesting on this particular corner. And so I'm standing there for a second and I just look over casually and hanging there is an umbrella. And I'm like, well, this is, I don't know why it caught my attention, but I looked at it for a second. I was like, screamed. I was like, oh my God, really loud. And then I was like, shh. You know, I was trying to silence yes. myself. Like, don't draw attention. Now you're going to have to fight for it. <laughs> and it was $2.99. Wow. wow. Do you <laughs> find yourself like exclaiming out loud? Like when you find something really Generally, good? I try not to because I'm trying to operate on the download read because yeah. you, basically the basic thing in the thrift store is when the thrift club blesses you, you don't want to share that with anybody in the thrift store. Right. I hear you. But A, because why? You don't want them to know that you just found an amazing thing and start thrift stalking you. Oh, mm-hmm. God, no. B, I kind of feel bad that I just found the amazing thing and they didn't. And I don't want to do anything about that. Okay. Oh, I never feel bad. I feel. Oh, my girl. 
I feel I'll never feel bad. And Victorious. I feel chosen. 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 So what are some of your um well I just snagged a vintage Michael Kors blazer. Uh, a little bit preppy, a little bit punk. Um I'm gonna do some research on it. It's just Kors. So the the label is K-O-R-S. Um made in Italy. So I don't know when he stopped producing apparel in Italy. Um, absolutely lovely. And, um, I have the hookup. So it went from $16.99 to $6.99. Thank you very much to my people. At Did Salvation you fuck Army. somebody in the bathroom, um, Sammy? <laughs> <laughs> I energetically fuck all people. So I've got many lovers. <laughs> uh, that's a good they're, answer. They're all wrapped around my finger. <laughs> um, and then I grabbed this. I don't know. It's like the abominable snowman coat. So it's right in front of me, made in Austria. So I also do a flea market tour. And sometimes you can, you know, I mean, New York things are, you know, a little pricey, right? But sometimes you can find a deal and you're like, all right, maybe this is 20 bucks more than I would have loved. So it was $36. um, And it was made in Austria. um, And it's just like one of those like fake fur, like, like, I feel like I'm like Lil' Kim from like nice. 1997. Cool um, it's, it's light. So it's like white with gray with, um, I guess some like black threads hanging out. It's in mint condition. So that was a nice find, but then I was reflecting on it today and I'm like, am I really going to wear this? Like, this is almost a little too extreme. No. But I'm I'm gonna hold on to it until next year because just wear it around the house for a little yeah, while it's getting until warm. you get real comfortable. I can and wear then, this robe. I can totally. I I, I can wear it to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I want a picture but of it. I want to uh, see what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's on Perfect. Facebook. It was a post where I wrote. I was like, this could have been a bad decision. Uh-uh. Because I was so on the fence about it, but I was like, oh my god, it's thirty six dollars. Like you know when you're like really attracted yes. to something. And you're just like, it's so special. I'm never going to see this again at this price when like maybe you could, but it might take another decade, you know, like you have to be realistic and you're like, oh my gosh, now or never. Like, like I I just bought a dress like that. That was that decision. Yep. Yeah. Well, I just found a Monique Lulier uh, evening gown for $8.50 and they range online from, you know, $300 all the way up to like $8,000. So I don't have anywhere to wear it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But yeah, it's like, if I don't get this, I'm going to be mad at myself. Oh, yeah. What about that? No, let me tell you where you fucked up. I just want to give you some criticism here, Sammy. All right. Just let's just take a moment for me to critique you. (laughs) Uh, The thing that you snubbed the thrift gods on, oh my God, was that vest, that beaded vest. I know. I fucked up. I know. What the fuck? Someone took it. I mean, someone took it. I put it, I was hiding it. No, guys, because I was leaving the tour. I was leaving a tour and I like hid it behind me. Someone literally went behind me like two feet away. And oh, I'm going to curse them. I'm going to sacrifice something to the thrift yeah. and be like, give them <laughs> something that they need to come to Jesus on. Uh, <laughs> what, like, I know. maybe I know. like, uh, let's not make it too bad. You know, let's make it like, may they not find um, anything amazing for two months. There you go. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to, you know, cause harm. Yeah. Or they like 
pour sour milk into their coffee. Oh, right. Like, oh, I thought that was good. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we, no harshness, just a little no, natural just- justice. Yeah, I know. I really messed up there, guys, because I was like, it's Buffalo Exchange. You know, we all know Buffalo Exchange. We're like, that's that's a safe zone. You know, it's Buffalo Exchange. But that desk, girl. Someone snagged it it, behind me. So, yeah. I've never seen a single Maybe it was me in another dimension and I broke the dimensions (laughs) and I snagged that vest and somewhere in the multiverse, I am wearing that shit. You're wearing it. So I take back what I said about natural justice. Just leave that girl alone. Oh my God. It does look like something a woman from Texas would wear. I'll just say that. Reed, have you found any like thrift God blessings? I mean, I find so much, but it's not, you know, y'all are fancy. Um, I know. They uh, are fancy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got this Al Pacino mug that I yes. bought that I was very happy about. Um, I like that he looks mug. really hungover on the mug, too. Well, it's from, it's Al Pacino's character from the movie Dick Tracy. Oh. So it's like a gangster Al Pacino. Okay. Oh, Let me um, revisit that. I got to look at it. I got to bring it up here. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, when I was a, a, a young man, um, and uh, Dick Tracy came out. It was a big deal around these parts because the kid in that movie is from Fargo. And oh. that doesn't happen very often. Um, so, <laughs> if you survive Fargo, you could be. Right. I mean, star. it's just a long shot to get to anywhere where, you know, you're going to be in a movie with Al Pacino. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool mug. I mean, it's like it's not just his face on the mug. The mug is his face. It's true, and it, I like the the dark oh. circles around his eye. I think that's yeah. what really draws me in. Right, <laughs> he, yep. he really looks like he's suffering. <laughs> I looked it up online, and they made a whole line of Dick Tracy mugs like this. And there's also one that I really want that is Madonna's face, and she's crying. Oh, good. Okay. Right. You have so, a new collection. That's I like on my it. List. Right. Um, also, just the other day, I found. I I, I shop for a lot of records in thrift stores um but you don't often find like a big haul because the record store guys are on the prowl all the time um yeah but i found like uh it was just i mean i got like 30 it was like sade and grace jones and um, cameo and like oh like you know north dakota uh, demographically speaking, that's semi unlikely for uh, those yeah. things to end up and be available. Uh, so I'm very excited. I had two really good record hauls over the past year, and I think I told you about one of them, Reed, where I got like 25 records. I was at another thrift store, and my phone FaceTimes me for my husband, which is almost never like he doesn't even know how FaceTime works. I think anyway, yeah. he FaceTimes me, so he figures it out. Uh, and he's like, hey, I'm in a thrift store. And I was like, no way, me too. And he's like, shut up and listen. <laughs> I'm in the record section. Um, there's a huge stack of records I think you're going to want. And, I, and he starts going through them. And the first one, I was like, oh, okay. And the second one, I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. The third one was a Smith's record. The fourth oh, one was a Smith's record. The fifth a one dream. was a Smith's record. The a sixth dream. one's with a Smith. Uh, uh, 
nine Smith records. What okay. the hell? Uh, Depeche Mode. Oh. The Cure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Yes. And just oh, uh, one of my favorite ones, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah. I mean, it just went on and on. It was just like, oh, look, I'm 18 again. It's amazing. <laughs> Those are the ones you never find. You oh never find like God. that cool. I doubt. I was like, oh. by every single one you remotely think I would like. So he I'm came so home with jealous. a ton of records and. I just, ugh, it was the best. The other record thrift that I recently did was in New Mexico. Went to New Mexico a couple of weeks ago. And the thrifting there is actually pretty good because it's real thrift. It's not like here where the Goodwill's like, here's our boutique section. Yeah. You know? So one store I was in, um, it was the uh, St. Vincent de Paul. Is that how, is that it? Yeah. Yep, St. Vincent yep. de Paul's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, that's the one I went to first and it was real shitty, real seedy, really grimy. It was perfect. And, uh, yeah, so I found a ton of cool shit there, but the records, I was on the floor, I was on the chair, I was on the sea. There was just this whole section of records and I went through it. I probably bought, I came home from New Mexico with over 30 records, wow. but that was a really good haul of like, um, old soul and yeah. classical music. So we went to Meow Wolf the next day and across the line was outrageous. So we took turns standing in line and then the, the others of us walked across to the Goodwill across the street. I mean, like how perfect. So we didn't find anything in there really. But as I was waiting for somebody to finish, I was standing against the case and I looked down and there was a Kinks double record album nice. in there. So I was yeah. like, yummy. How much is that? And she pulled it out and she's like, well, it doesn't have a tag on it. So how about 99 cents? Yeah. And I was like, how about yes? Yummy. And then I was like, let me go see what other records you have. And I bought a ton of records there. Anyway, so that was a good haul, but not as good as what it sounds like you got. Well, the thing about records right now is that we're kind of in a vinyl boom where everybody yeah. loves records. They're selling yeah. them at like Barnes and Noble and shit. Um, so Record prices in a record store are outrageous. Like where 10 years ago you could get something for $3. Now it costs $25. No, thanks. And uh, finding it for 99 cents in a thrift store feels like you're snatching it away before the record guys can get to it and mark it way up. Feels like a real victory. Yeah, I mean, I don't really run into that as much as you and Sammy probably do because here in Texas, like – not not as many people collect vinyl. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I can find some decent stuff, but it's kind of like looking for gold. You have – it's like you get a – you you get – it's not good to get, like, one piece of gold. You want to find, like, a – what's it called? It's like you want to hit a – You want to hit a mother load. What's it yeah. called? Yeah, a mother load. Yeah, mother load. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want a gold vein. So you want like 30. You don't want one. Right. Those, those right. are just kind of rare. So do you collect records, uh, Sammy and Crystal? Do you guys? Yes. I. You sent me a record. Remember after we did our thing, you sent oh, me the, the Duran that Duran was record what, yes. with the on it. There were two of them in that thrift hall I mentioned first, the really epic thrift hall that was a vein. It was like a you know, 80s emo uh, alternative music vein. Yeah, that was in there. It's the, what is it? It's the Duran Duran. With the Patrick (gasps) Nagel cover. And it has the Nagel on the cover. Yes. And that's because I was telling you about my Nagel that I found. I still use that rating system for the records. And I I'm heard sure. you. I 
love it. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm sure no one knows what I'm talking about at this point, but it's still, it's like, how many nagels is this record fine? <laughs> you know? I love it so, so much. You have to tell the story again so people can know. Tell okay. everyone the story. So, you know, you go through times in your life where money is tight and money was tight. Okay. And, but we went to a thrift store anyway, because, well, that's what you do when you're sad and depressed and money is tight. That's what you do when you're happy too, by the way, people. So, um, so I was at Goodwill with my daughter and I was across the room and I saw a giant piece of artwork that immediately I recognized as a Patrick Nagel. If you're not familiar with Patrick Nagel, uh, Google it. And as soon as you see his artwork, you'll go, oh, I've seen that everywhere. Okay. Um, and it was very famous in the 80s. And it was very copied in the 80s, especially by hair salons. And a fake Nagel is known as a Fagel. So um, I was across the room and I told my uh, I went over to the the Nagel because I thought it was just a giant poster because his artwork is printed, you know, by the millions in poster form. And um, I couldn't, there was a stack of artwork in front of it. So I called my daughter over and I said, I'm going to move this artwork back. Can you tell me if that signature looks real or if it looks like it's computer printed? And she goes, oh, mom, it's a pencil. And I go, what? <laughs> what did you just say to me? Because in case you also don't know, it, uh, Patrick Nagel reached his high in the 80s. He worked for Playboy. He also did the record album for uh, design for uh, for Duran Duran, as we said. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he also died in the 80s. So my 80s dream of ever owning a, an original Patrick Nagel, I thought died when he did because I was like, he's dead. He's not producing anymore. I'll never be able to afford a Nagel, you know. And and Nagel was known for seriographs. That's how he did his work. So they're numbered seriographs. To have an actual original Nagel, forget about it. But if you have a seriograph, they're, they're worth a lot of money. So, um, I, it was $50 and that was just, you know, you got kids in high school, you broke and everything. And I was like, your dad's going to kill me, but I'm buying this. I'm buying this. Yeah. You know? And it, it is taller than me. I'm five. Foot, wow. I'm five foot seven ish. Okay. And when I hold it up, it's a couple inches taller than me. Wow. And, um, I brought it home and I told him, I said, I know you're going to kill me, but I really think that this is real. I really think this is like the real deal, you know? And so I started doing research online and I found out that the premier, you know, people, um, who, are the only ones the estate allows to authenticate Nagels lived in a city just south of me called Vista, California. And I found them online, like through a, you know, uh, what did they used to call it when you like a forum or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was forum. a, a Nagel forum or something. And, um, they said, bring it, bring it down and we will look at it for you. And so we loaded up in our truck. We drove it down to them. They took it out of its frame. They looked at it and they said, what do you want to do with it? And I said, well, I always wanted to own a Nagel, but I'm a reseller. So I have to be real honest with you. I, everything is always for sale for me. Like, I mean, at the right price, I, you know, I'd pretty much sell anything, you know? <laughs> so, right. And um, she said, 
um, okay, well, here's the good news and the bad news. You know, the good news is this is definitely a niggle. It is his rare, you know, most sought after piece because it's his largest piece. And um, there were only 20 of them made. And yours is, I think ours is number eight, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, to be honest. It is right out in the other room, though. Um, <laughs> and uh, she said, and it's signed by Nagel, but it's also signed by the company who did his stereographs, which is the premier company to have the stereographs done at. Um, the robe has faded on the girl. It's called the Standing Lady, if you want to Google it. It's a very famous piece by Patrick Nagel. And um, it's like a buttercream color now. She said it's really supposed to be this other color, but that usually doesn't affect the price because they all faded. Uh, it's very rare to find one that hasn't faded in the robe. And she's like, so in a good market, you know, um, its value is at about $10,000. And... It's not a good market. Now, this was several years ago, by the way. And she goes, it's not a good market right now. So it's worth about $2,000. And I'm like, I paid $50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it. But then, you know, like I brought it home and my son, who he lives in New York, by the way, Sammy, um, mm. him and his wife do. So uh, anyway, he, he, he said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I don't know. We didn't have any room for it in that house that we were living in. And he goes, I want you to keep it. I love it. It's just like the most amazing. And I'm like, you do because a lot of people really hate Patrick Nagel because it was his artwork was just so copied and so oversaturated in the market, you know? And, um, he goes, no, I love it. It's just amazing. So we kept it. And then this past year we bought a house and we have a big, huge, um, fireplace that has really high ceilings and she's going to hang up there. Yay! That's awesome. And so I'm so happy that my and she's the first thing you'll see when you walk in our house is the standing lady. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So I I love her and yeah and I'm glad that somebody else in my family loves her. So that makes me happy. So that's why I thought nobody's gonna have a better thrift story than that that's like finding a picasso at a thrift store (laughs) exactly and i think it's a great rating system and hopefully now people who don't remember why i started calling the rating system (laughs) nagels will know they'll be like oh yes it's for nagel and so then she found the duran duran album and i told her i had never I did not own the album in my collection because I do have a large collection of albums, but I didn't have that one. And so she found it and she sent it to me. I did. I'm so happy. I love it. Now I haven't found like a Nagel lately, but I will tell you my fun thing that I did find lately. What did you find? So I don't thrift like, you know, like you guys do. My, I used to, I don't have a lot of time to do that now because instead clothes are brought to me and accessories and jewelry and stuff. It's all brought to me basically. So like um, a queen. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should send you my parasol. I mean, I kind of go get it. I go get it, but my husband brings it in for me because I can't even carry it all. What happens is we go buy out the estate sales. So to me, it's like a big grab bag because I walk in 
and I look at about how many closets full they have, blah, blah, blah. And then the, 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 you know, state cell company and I agree to a price. Doug loads it up and then he brings it in and then I, you know, sort through it. Oh my God. It's like Christmas. Oh my God. It's a dream. So I will tell you that um, on Sundays, usually, if if I get a load on on Saturdays, on Sundays on Twitch, I will sort through it live. And it takes usually a couple hours. But if anybody ever wants to just sit around and watch me sort through, I do do it live on Twitch. I'm so, going to check uh, it. That's awesome. So one day I was sorting through. And sometimes it can be very boring because I I'm buying out of state sales. A lot of times it's just older people and it's your, you know, Hagar pants and, you know, your Kirkland <laughs> mm-hmm. shirts and, you know, your Walmart this and your old gold faded glory that or whatever. Okay. But what I like about it is because old people, you know, live during the eighties and nineties. So I get a lot of fun eighties and nineties stuff usually like, so I'm looking for those pieces while I'm going through all the boring pieces, you know, and a lot of other vintage stuff too. Cause I love vintage. That's my thing. So my dad was an aerospace engineer. My father-in-law was an aerospace engineer. My husband is an aerospace engineer and we just love the I love the atomic era. I love NASA. I love aerospace. Anything to do with aerospace. It's just my whole family does. We just like that nerdy stuff. And one day I'm just going through one of the halls and it's just like, you know, boring, boring, boring. And all of a sudden I pull up this blue windbreaker and I'm like, you know, I just want to tell you these older windbreakers actually sell really well. Like they, uh, you know, especially if they have that little swishy sound and that's a keyword you want to use when you're selling it, you know, swishy and stuff like that. They're very in right now. People love them. And then I turned it around and it is from the original space shuttle team. No. In the late seventies, the original team even had a name for a space shuttle. Like, so I was so excited and it said John on it. And I, and my husband at first said he wanted it, but then he goes, Oh, it says John on it. And I said, well, yeah, his name was John. And then I was like, wait, I'm going to try it on. Why do I always sell or give away everything cool? Why don't I ever keep anything cool for myself? So to be honest with you, I've worn that jacket darn near every day since I love that. jacket. <laughs> That's an awesome find. <laughs> it was John. Who was John? John. Um, he was one of the original, um, you know, team members to probably build and um, put the space shuttle into flight. What great stories. Oh, I love thrift stories so much. They're so, so fun. fun. Well, we yeah. need some way to end this episode. I don't know that I have one. What do you guys think we should do? I want to sing you like happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Thrift Therapy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Thrift Therapy. Happy birthday, because you're going to go thrifting later today. And get yourself some cake. Happy birthday to you. Aww, Gorgeous. That's so sweet. You sounded Happy like Marilyn birthday. Monroe. I was pretending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can I eat cake, too? I just want to eat cake. I love cake. In fact, yeah. I should have a Thrift Therapy cake. And take a picture of it and put it up online. That's such a great idea. And any excuse to viral. eat cake mm-hmm. is amazing. 
Mm-hmm. That's I think a great I'm idea. Make a thrift therapy cake too, and I'm going to eat it. Ooh, let's all make a thrift therapy cupcake and eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then and then submit our recipes to you. <laughs> You're so extra. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you could share it. You're the extra one. It's you true. Can share it. <laughs> it's true. I probably have more social media accounts than any of us. What the fuck is wrong with me? I don't oh, know. Funny. <laughs> oh my god the future is bright the future is bright i gotta wear shades mm-hmm. wait who is that better than the fluorescent lighting oh no <laughs> yes <laughs> much better although i much am better. grateful for the fluorescent lighting there because if it were <clears throat> more luxurious lighting i would buy more shit that is true yeah I but don't I, ne- need... I never walk out of a thrift store dressing room feeling great about myself though yeah, ever. that's okay. Said no one ever. <laughs> I want to say that we all have enough self confidence that it hasn't seemed to make a dent. Yeah, it's all right. I'm We're all good. Okay. Yeah. High fives. Thank you guys so much for coming on and revisiting thrift therapy and chatting with me and telling me all your fabulous thrift stories. Your episodes all were just really, really fun. And I was really looking forward to talking to y'all again. And you didn't disappoint. So thank you. I love being on this show. I do too. And I really enjoyed meeting you, Reed and Sammy. It's been awesome. Yes, absolutely. Nice to meet you guys. Epic to meet you guys. Yeah. I think. See you in another dimension. Yes. I think in another dimension, we should have a thrift holiday. I think that would be fun. I think you guys should all come out to my house for a retreat and then we can just go can right over the hill to Palm Springs and see if we can get some good thrift god work over there because there's going to be some high end stuff over there. Listen, I just, I just want an angle. That estate sale thing you're telling me about how you're getting that stuff delivered. I want to move in. Uh, <laughs> yep. Totally. Okay. Party at Crystal's house, either in the future or in another dimension. We're going yeah. to work on that shit. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll see you guys next year. But for sure, thanks for being a part of Thrift Therapy. And uh, I hope everyone had a good time listening to us talk shit. <laughs> thrift shit. Hashtag thrift shit. Thrift shit. All right. Peace out. Peace, peace, love, love. So awesome. Thrift, thrift. Bye, everyone. Bye. Right, bye. bye. Oh, my God. That was so fun. I had the best time. Thanks, everybody, for participating in this season wrap-up and first anniversary episode of Thrift Therapy, Heart Warmed. Be sure and visit my guest. Sammy D can be found on Instagram at SammyDTV. She is also been responding to her followers on her Euro thrift trip, you guys, where she's going to Europe with just a suitcase and the clothes on her back, and she'll be thrifting the whole time. The link is on her Instagram page and will be in the show notes. She also has a Facebook group called Thrift Babes, so be sure and join that. And also check out Reed's new podcast. It's called Reed Messerschmitt's Gets Metal. You can find it at Reed, G-E-T-S, metal.blubrry.net and you can find Reed at R-E-I-D Gets Metal on Twitter and Instagram. Links will be in the show notes. Be sure and shop Crystal's Closet on Poshmark and visit her on Instagram at GoPlethora, which is G-O-P-L-E-T-H-O-R-A. There will be a link in the show notes. 
All of these wonderful people are doing wonderful things in the communities of podcasting and thrifting, and I appreciate them so much, and I look forward to another bright season of Thrift Therapy. Be sure and stay subscribed because I will send an update as to when the Season 4 lineup is all organized. I've got some big guests coming on next season. The season's going to be jammed packed, and I will be releasing an update between seasons three and four to let you know when the season starts and maybe have a surprise. So stay tuned, stay subscribed, get caught up on old episodes, leave reviews, send me emails in the meantime, and of course, stay thrifty, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. I will see you here again in two weeks. We'll talk more thrifting. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tell a friend. And as always, stay thrifty.